Welcome to Let It Be Easy with Susie Moore. Well, 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 here we are, episode one of the Let It Be Easy podcast. I am starting this podcast with an explanation as to to why I've created it and why I'm launching it now. As I've shared with people in my community, I've been asked about having a podcast for many years and it's never felt like quite the right time until now. In fact, it was the release of my book, Let It Be Easy, the feedback that it received and what I believe I'm seeing about a quiet but steady and organic revolution of ease happening particularly amongst women that I thought that's it I'm joining the conversation I'm in my podcast is going to be the place where I engage with you where I take your questions where I share what's on my mind and we keep coming back to this concept of of ease (laughs) I want to tell you a a funny short story Early this year, in the years uh, 2022, I shared a stage, a speaking stage, with a lovely author who you probably know, Elizabeth Gilbert, author of Eat, Pray, Love, and Big Magic. And her and I had the juiciest conversation backstage. (laughs) And we were talking about, you know, what it means to be a woman in these times, and how we describe women. And (laughs) there are a couple of chapters in former books that I've written that I was sharing with her. We were having a good old giggle. And (laughs) her and I were saying, you know, what words do we describe, what words do we use to describe women that we look up to? And, you know, we hear them all the time, you know, fierce, fearless, passionate, strong, (laughs) badass. There are lots of ways we describe, you know, the modern woman who's doing it all, letting it all in, you know, just totally rocking life. And and Liz said, you know what I want to see? I want to see the pinnacle of all women to be the relaxed woman. (laughs) And I was like, hallelujah, this has always been my dream, or since I became conscious around ease and how it's a decision that we can make. It's something that's always available and we're either tuned into it or we're not. I'm like the Let It Be Easy podcast. This is what we're going to be talking about. Truly, ease. What does it mean to us? Why do we reject it? Why does no one teach us about it? The relaxed woman, allowing in ease and to men for that matter, everyone is welcome here. (laughs) When I think about, you know, what does ease represent? For me, it's the truth. It's a state of constant steadiness that's always around us. But we're either shut off with our own stress, with thoughts about the, the future, worry about the past, guilt, concern, anxiety. But if you breathe wherever you are, sitting down, standing up, wherever you may be, and you just look around you, no matter what's happening on the news, no matter what's happening on your phone, no matter what's happening with the ladies over in the corner who look like they're gossiping, whatever it may be, if you just, if you just take a moment, you breathe, you pause, you can ask yourself, 
in this moment, somehow, could some ease be available to me? It's as simple as that. That question, that consciousness coming back to yourself. Is ease available right now? I'm yet to find a single example in my life where it has not been. Despite the background that I've had, if you followed my work, you'll know that I grew up in the UK on welfare. We lived in various domestic violence shelters because my father was abusive as an addict and my mum had her own issues and we were constantly moving. We had zero money. I always felt ashamed and embarrassed and maybe you have a version of this in your own life, a part of your life that you've hidden or that you're hiding now. And I want to say that I hear you. I see you. It's really hard to feel the need to hide parts of your life that most people never even have to think about. (laughs) It never even occurs to them. And yet it's this presence within you. I grew up with that thinking that in order to be liked and to be accepted and to fit in and, you know, dare I say, even have really great friends and have fun experiences, even as a kid, the uglier parts of my life, oof, they had to be tucked away and hidden and hidden really well behind a smile, but behind someone who's always going for it, happy, good at school, whatever it may be. And so ease for me was not the norm. Ease was not my experience. And if you've ever known anyone who's been in a situation like mine as a child with a lot of abuse, addiction, chaos, ease would be the last word or the last emotion you would ever associate with a child or a family or anyone in that situation. So they say, a lot of the great writers say that we write the books that we need to read. And that was certainly true for me. Ease never felt like an option. I didn't even know it was available. And I didn't know that if I chose it, it would somehow also be responsible. There'd be a delicious responsibility that comes with it. Because when you choose a path of ease, when you tune into it, there are so many blessings that you bring not into your life, not just your life, but the lives of others. And what I know to be true, perhaps more than anything else, is that we need real life role models (laughs) demonstrating how it can be. Can you be a woman who is more relaxed? Can you be a woman or a man who is uh, out there doing it, allowing in all the things without all of the unnecessary stress attached? We've been indoctrinated, my friends, to think that hustle and you know always staying at it and always being on top of it and yet can't drop a single ball but that is the only way and yes you know we we have an anti-hustle culture now and people are always speaking about you know girl boss is over hustle culture is over and you know amen to that but I don't know if we've really let it sink in to the point where the stress that we experience day to day almost like a bit of an undercurrent and underlying anxiety where we've really thought maybe there could be an absence of this. Not even all the time. Not even 24-7, peace, love, you know, chill. (laughs) Maybe that's not realistic. I can be real with you. But can there be another way? Can there be another way? I want to let you know that there is another way because I have personally discovered it, even though I was very anxious as a kid, acting out with angry spots because I couldn't communicate my feelings. Even in my early 20s, I was divorced. I had a very chaotic marriage of my own, repeating patterns that I was used to. 
And we're going to be diving into more of all of these things on the podcast. Don't you worry, my friends, in coming episodes, I want to go deep on a few of these things, but I want to let you know that it's when my husband Heath, my second husband, the lovely Heath, when he was about to leave me, walk out the door, when I was 28 years old in 2012, living in New York City, career was going great, didn't translate to my marriage whatsoever. He gave me an ultimatum about getting some help and speaking to someone because my lack of ease, my inability to be anything other than controlling around him and wanting to manage as much as possible in every situation, it wasn't sustainable for him or for me. If it weren't for that conversation, I'm not sure let it be easy, you know, my work, this podcast would exist because I had to go on my own path of discovery and I'm so excited to share what it is I've learned with you along the way and ask you questions too because I'm a student just like you and I know that there's always a new level of ease. Whenever I think, you know, have I let this be easy? I like to think, well, what if my answer is yes? What if there's a whole new level for me? So, As you can tell, I learned how to let things be easy the hard way. It took me a while. It took me, you know, a a rough upbringing, a first marriage, struggles in my existing marriage, a lot of change, even starting my own business to come to some realizations about what real stress is and what unnecessary stress is. And I want to free you of the burden of unnecessary stress. If I can do that, if I can do that even for five minutes a day, If I can do that, even when you approach a conversation with someone that intimidates you or you go for, you know, your next level in your career and it feels like it's more possible, it could be easier than this podcast has achieved its goal. And the sneaky thing about ease that I love so much is once it shows up in one area of your life, it's like a puppy. It's not just going to be there on the sofa. It's going to be there at the front door. It's going to be there in the kitchen. It's going to be there on the terrace. It's going to be there in the car. It's going to be there whenever you sit in your lounge chair and put on the TV. It's going to be there whenever you get into bed at night. (laughs) Ease surrounds us. And the more we just open the door to it, allow it to spill in. Gradually, we notice the flow of it. And it's almost as if we think, how did I not realize this before? How was I not connected to this before? Ease is truly something that wants in. It's like a puppy. It wants in, in your life. I want to share with you, too, a couple of experiences that I've had as a coach working with some pretty interesting people over the years. I've worked with CEOs, I've worked with tech company startup owners, I've worked with stay-at-home parents, I've worked with athletes, I've worked with a vast array of humans, and one commonality that I've noticed over the years is a really fascinating one. (laughs) Yes, everyone has problems, we all have struggles, it's the human experience, right? This is earth school that we're in. It's not, you know, just, you know, a party here. We are, it's all fun. We're here to learn. We're here to develop, to expand, to grow. And it, in, in this being the truth, you know, our time on earth school, there is also such expansion here for us and freedom that is available. And what I've observed over coaching various types of people with varying careers over the years is this feeling, this belief, we're going to be speaking about beliefs a lot on this podcast, but this belief that it's going to be one step away 
the time that we can relax. Just one step away. <laughs> In fact, I was coaching this wonderful woman who achieved great success at a young age. She said, you know, well, when I was at school, I was studying so hard because I just had to get the grades to get into an Ivy League school. And then she did that. And then she was the Ivy League school. And she's like, well, I've just really got to, you know, go hard and really get the best education I can here and make as many connections as I can here so that I can create my own company and then get funding. Okay. Then she did that, right? Then she got funding. Then she had to figure out how to hire, how to build a team, how to take her minimum viable product out into the world. And then she she did that, right? She got the funding. She made the connection. She hired a small team. She took the next level. It went to market. And then it was all about scaling, scaling into international markets, uh, getting media, getting press. Da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da. Sound familiar? Maybe there's an echo of this in your life somehow. Maybe there's a path that you're on and there is a lie. It's a lie. Let's use a real language. It's a lie that there's going to be a time in the future that you can relax. In fact, I heard Christian Ronaldo, the soccer player, talk about this too. He said, when you're at the bottom, no one respects you. When you're in the middle, uh, no one really knows you get ignored. When you're at the top, people start coming after you because they're jealous. And then when you're at the top, top, you're terrified of losing it. And I thought about my friend who I was coaching. We became friends over time. And I thought, yep, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a tech startup owner, whether you're someone who wants to build a life around your family and you want to continue expanding your family, for example, my question is this, where's the good part? Where's the part where you can relax? When does the ease kick in? Truly, it's a question. Whatever it is that you're waiting for, your next step, your next level. I've even seen it in my own life. I remember I just wanted to get a great corporate job, especially not having a college education. I'm going to be speaking much more about that as it pertains to beliefs on a future podcast, so stay tuned. I was like, I just need to get one good corporate job. That will be my my starting point and it's going to be easier from there. Then I get the job. Then I have a, a new income goal. I want to make six figures. Then I want to make mid six figures. Then I want to start my own business. Then I want to make six figures in my own business and then my first seven figures, then multiple seven figures. When do I relax? Where's the good part? When do I get to enjoy it? These are real questions. Ask yourself, are you relaxed now? Are you allowing it in now? Are you allowing in the ease, the joy, the happiness? Or are you the athlete who's not happy with wherever you are in the game? Or are you the founder who's like, yep, well, as soon as this happens, then maybe I can take a breath. The truth is, my friends, we have to take that breath now. The future belongs to no one. Nobody knows what's going to happen, even tonight. Let alone one year, six months from now, we don't know. We can take actions. Actions are rewarded, certainly, especially when they're supported by accurate, uplifting beliefs that are conscious. But it's not better in the future than than where you are now, especially if we're not aware of this. If we're not conscious of ease being a decision one that we get to make every single day.
we keep coming back to this. So ease, let me ask you, when is the good part coming in your life? Are you already in it? Maybe it's already passed. How are you looking at it in your life right now? Where is the good part? Because I want to tell you, what I've learned is that this is the good part. Even when there's struggle, even if you can't finish your book, even if you've just moved and you haven't got any friends, even if you have a disappointing health report, this is the good part. This is the only part. And when we show up to this moment without resistance, with this conscious choosing of ease, you just see. Keep listening and see what unfolds when we don't resist the moment. We don't resist whatever situation we're in. We choose it as if it were the exact moment that we've always wanted. What could happen then? What could we allow in? Is there an area of your life that needs more ease right now? Maybe you're good with the relationships. Maybe your finances are great, but your health's suffering a bit. Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's your finances or relationships that are in flux. When it comes to welcoming in more ease, it's great to pay attention, yes, to the area of your life that could welcome more ease. That's probably where we're feeling the most conscious and where a lot of our focus is going, whether or not we're aware of it, whether or not we like it. Whenever I've worked with different people, I've noticed that typically it's one to two life areas that they that love to allow in more abundance, more ease, more flow, more good things. And in doing so, it's very easy to overlook the other eight or nine parts that are actually going really well. I remember speaking with someone recently and she was like, I've lost everything. <laughs> she lost her job and she said, I've lost everything. She called me, I've lost everything. I said to her, do you still have your arms and legs? Do you still have your parents? Do you still have that amazing lounge chair in your living room that is the comfiest chair I've ever sat on in my life? Do you still have your cat? Do you still have all those nice skincare products in your bathroom? Do you still have that most incredible loyal friend who I love so much too? Her and I share this lovely friend. What's working? You know, often a coach will say, okay, what are your areas of growth? Let's get down there. Let's, you know, let's, let's get serious. Let's knuckle down. Here are the 10 steps. Hey, I'm all about the action. And yeah, like if there's an area of your life that can progress, that can expand, that could be better, let's do it. Why delay? Certainly. But not with the energy of desperation and not with the energy of now or bust, all or nothing. That's when the ego is speaking. So maybe you've had an experience recently where you thought I've lost everything. It's happened to me before. I remember when I was divorced in my early 20s. Anyone who's been divorced knows that, you know, your future, the future that you thought was promised to you, you're owed that future. It's taken away. It's so easy to think I've lost everything. What do you have that's working? Think about it now. What areas of your life don't you worry about? What areas of your life don't you complain about? Don't you gossip about? Don't you need to moan and go to therapy over? 
love therapy by the way and sometimes we need a good moan but it, who, who is it what is it what areas are you not complaining about notice what ease already surrounds you i'm yet to find a situation or a person that hasn't got more ease than not and it turns out that it's more of a focus issue than anything else so if ease already surrounds you to a point and don't take my word for it think about it meditate on it ponder it ponder it maybe as you walk as you think as you shower as you drive what areas of ease already surround you think about that and once we pay attention to our areas of our life that's, that are already working we can't help but notice more of it what we focus on expands one of my favorite spiritual teachers wayne dyer said that what we focus on expands and who chooses our focus nobody else no matter what they try and do can choose our focus for us nobody it's us it's always us and our focus is so important when it comes to identifying and upgrading better belief patterns which we're going to be talking about in future episodes But when you focus on the ease that already surrounds you, that already exists in your world, you'll notice more opportunities for ease. You'll be in a different frequency. Try it for just five minutes. You can even write a list. These parts of my life are easy and I'm thankful. My family, my workout routine, my constant get-togethers and laughter with my best friend, my love for my dog my evening walks when it's warm enough well where is the ease let's pinpoint it let's enjoy it let's milk it and then for this kickoff episode i want to leave you with three questions to ask yourself the next time stress hits your body you know it maybe it's that tight chest racing thoughts some tunnel vision you can maybe feel your heart beating we have these somatic symptoms with stress so i want to leave you with three questions today that you can ask yourself the next time you have that physical response because your body knows it's like your body's telling you "Mm -mm, we need a little thought redirect here we need a little belief upgrade something's wrong and unless you're in immediate physical danger which will be the case very seldom These are the questions. Number one, how serious is this really? Often an Uber can be delayed or we won't receive a text back from someone or we'll get rejected for an opportunity that we go for. And it can feel frustrating. We can feel let down. It can even feel like our world's ending that afternoon. We feel crushed. We feel disappointed. We feel the world's against us. But this question is a delicious interruption. How serious is this really? And please ask your friends when you notice stress coming upon them. How serious is this really? Number two, what's essential here? Often in a situation where there's stress involved, there will be an action that you need to take. You might need to call someone, you might need to make a change of plans, you might need to create some type of backup opportunity there'll be an action that's required and stress will have you believe that it's a million things and it's not possible and you haven't got time and you're not good enough and don't you remember that time you messed up two years ago in a similar situation 
Oh lordy, am I familiar with that thinking? Once you question how serious is this really, you take a breath. The next calm logical question is, what's essential here? And often you'll find that it's just one or two things. A friend of mine really was being so hard on herself. She's a working mom. I applaud how she manages many things. And she got home late from work. And with no time, nothing in the fridge to prepare a meal, she let her kids eat Cheerios (laughs) for dinner. The self-loathing attached to the Cheerios, it made me L-O-L. She texted me, oh, I feel really, she's like, I, I, I feel really bad. I just, I, I don't feel good. Can you help me? Can you help me out of this little um, mental situation I'm going through? Because I really feel heavy about this. I told her that she was a criminal. <laughs> and that I was going to come and take her kids away, or the authorities should, that evening. And I asked her these questions. How serious is this? How serious is this really? Cheerios for dinner. In fact, I kind of enjoy Cheerios myself once in a while for dinner. What's essential here? Well, look, she took care of it. All that mattered was that there was something to eat. And with no fresh produce in the fridge, no organic spinach, no organic antibiotic-free chicken or whatever it may be, there was some cereal and the kids were overjoyed. How serious is it? Not serious. (laughs) What's essential here? That there's something to eat. Tick. Cheerios. Thank you, Kellogg. I think they're Kellogg's. doesn't even matter. The third and final question, a question I wish that I've been asking myself my whole life, especially in moments of real panic, where the ego will have you believe that something is very serious and very dramatic and out to get you and you're not safe. How can I let this be easy? I said to my friend, you know, tonight cheerios the kids rejoice (laughs) maybe you have a little chuckle to yourself this is something you can tell your friends give them permission tell this story far and wide (laughs) and how do we let it be easy what what can you set up what can you do the truth is this when you ask good questions you get good answers bad questions bad answers ask yourself these three good questions my friends How serious is this really? What's essential here? How can I let this be easy? Until next time, love and ease.